1: You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com.
2: I am hot. I'm hot. Hot to trot. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to a very special episode of Switched on Pop, because today we are reporting live from the field. My partner, Charlie Harding, is in Nairobi, and he is going to tell us about the latest sounds on the Kenyan radio dial.
3: Yeah, Nate, great to join you. I'm here at the iHub Technology Incubator in Nairobi. Sorry for the background noise. Quite all right. So I came here and I thought, I'm gonna try to find that unique Kenyan sound that's gonna make it into all the DJ's playlists this year. Right, there's all these blogs saying, "Yeah, East African music, it's gonna be big this year. Well, I was sorely wrong. <laughs> and it's not for lack of great music. So the other night, right, I'm going out. and I'm dancing with all my friends here. Yeah. And what are they playing in the dance club? Right.
2: Obviously, I imagine some local Nairobi musicians, perhaps plenty of Beyonce. (laughs) No surprise.
3: Of course, we're going to hear Western pop music everywhere we go around the world. Yeah, true. But more interesting was around 11 o'clock at night, the Western music sort of slows down and more regional African music picks up. Ah. The first thing we do. My colleagues get up to dance to this tune Azunto.
4: Nobody wanna see you rising, and when they do, they don't even like it. They just wanna see you deep in cris. Drive yourself, you don't need a lasses, all the hush, you can even ride it. Go ahead, move your feet just like this. Then he showed me the latest. We walk over the what you pitches. So-
3: now Azunto is a traditional Ghanaian dance. Yeah. But the song from this guy fuse ODG. He's a uk- based artist. He's of Ghanaian descent and he it basically sounds like Euro pop with maybe some more like traditional rhythms. okay So we're all dancing along to this song. But it's not just this one tune. I mean we're hearing Nigerian music, we're hearing South African music huh. and of course we're hearing some of the best Kenyan pop music.
2: What do you think that tells us about the state of international pop music today? For me, it's so clear that the barriers
3: and the differences of national and regional music uh-huh. just don't hold up, and that there's significant cultural exchange going on between all worlds of pop. Yeah. It really got me thinking about how our international sounds being remixed, mashed up, and shared, and why does it seem like this is speeding up, that more sounds are ending up in more kinds of pop music at this moment.
2: Live from Kenya, this is... I'm Nate Sloan, joining you from San Francisco.
3: And I'm Charlie Harding, live in the field in Kenya.
2: And this is Switched on Pop, the show that explores the art and science of pop music. We are incredibly lucky that Charlie was able to sit down with two key figures of the Kenyan music scene right now. One is Blinky Bill, the lead singer of just a band, Kenyan group that is blowing up right now. And the other is Jeff Mena, uh, one of the founders of the African music market, Wabe. We're so grateful for their time and really excited to broadcast those interviews later in the episode. Okay, Charlie, so you're at the club. You're dancing to Beyonce, Azonto. You did. You did say there were some Kenyan songs also bumping at the club. Like, what was there? One that really stood out to you?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, undeniably, the number one hit in Kenya right now is by this band Celte Soul, oh. and they have a, a song called Surayako, which has been playing everywhere. And I, I guess it's the number one wedding song of the year, <laughs> right? Like Azonto, it has this dance. You can go check it out online, learn how to do the dance. So I was learning how to do the dance on the dance floor, making yeah. a fool of myself as I do. Good man. And what I'd like to do is take a listen to this hit to kick us off, get us moving. And Nate, I want to know what you're hearing. What do you think DJs are going to be pulling from from this sort of sound?
2: Cool. I'm excited. Let's uh, let's give this a spin. <laughs>
4: Kukupenda sita sizi Moyo wangu ni mwepesi Umenikali ya chapati Napanya
5: bituko kama chizi Kukupenda sita sizi Sura yako mama ah, ah.
3: I feel like this song is a great place to start off because in many ways, it's clearly a Kenyan pop song. And in other ways, I feel like it's drawing from so many other traditions. Yeah. Most obviously we're listening to a song in Swahili uh, that is,
2: using more local rhythms. Right. What are you hearing which sounds maybe uniquely Kenyan? I am by no means an expert in Kenyan music, but I can definitely pick out some elements of this song that seem pretty salient. Right. What sounds familiar? What sounds new? Right. right. Off the bat, the syncopation of the drums totally grabs your ears and and grabs your hips, too. (laughs) I mean, this is... Yeah, it's a
3: great dance floor song.
2: Yeah, this is a far cry from... Um, some of the some of the really straightforward four on the floor beats that we've listened to on this very podcast this is like kind of obscuring the downbeat and and
3: yeah what is what does that mean so to, we're obscuring the downbeat we're hearing different kinds of rhythms what
2: is that the downbeat is the first beat of a measure. So if we're going one, right. two, three, four, one, you put an emphasis on that one. Here, we take it off of that. Yeah. In fact, the beat kind of dances around one because it goes cha-cha, cha-cha, mm. cha-cha, cha-cha. So it's like avoiding, instead mm. of hearing that one, you're hearing the offbeat one. Ta-ta, yeah. ta-ta, ta-ta, ta-ta. Nice, yeah. So we're definitely different style rhythm. I think another element that sounds distinctly African to my ears are those guitars that are present throughout the song. And I think what's so distinctive about it to our ears is that 99% of the time we hear a guitar in pop music, it's being strummed. Right. Someone's playing chords on an acoustic or electric guitar, occasionally a lead line. Right. But here, the guitar is only playing these beautiful, limpid lead lines that just both provide melodies of their own and stand as counter melodies to the, the vocalists. But there's other stuff on there which feels much more Western. There's a moment towards the end where these very... American gospel style harmonies come in. Ma, Sounds a lot like American R B to my ears.
3: Yeah, I feel like especially the harmony sound R and B, maybe the the rhythm of the vocal sounds like it's adopting that that da-da-da-da-da rhythm that you were talking about. Yeah. But I feel like there was some even more flagrant references to just straight dance floor DJ music here. I don't know if you heard it, but there was this moment where there's this huge synth
4: pad that comes in. mama, <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, that's totally a, a Diplo move or I
0: can't wait to try on the crowd. I know my mind is going to be real proud.
2: So hearing you talk about what's on the Kenyan radio dial actually makes me realize that while I might think that American pop music has some sort of homogenous core, in fact, it's incredibly diverse. And anyone coming to America would turn on the radio and hear different sounds. And anytime you go to the club, you're going to move from uh, straight ahead pop music to hip hop to probably some Latin music. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And yeah. I, I, I feel like the music that I'm hearing on the radio and in the club here is uh, not that much different from what I'm hearing in los angeles right totally maybe there's a little there's like not as many country stations <laughs> but there's definitely a lot of influence and cross-pollination between genres that are all um that are all touching each other yeah i'm curious like, why is this happening now because i don't think that this has always been the case for pop
2: music no no i think you're right if you go back not too far in the past like 1965 the beatles rubber soul that was the first time that anyone or at least 95% of the western population had ever heard a sitar be, being played in their life
3: which is the indian stringed instrument with that with a buzzing sympathetic strings all over the beatles music in the in the mid 60s
2: yeah exactly this was like a seminal moment norwegian wood george harrison had had bought a sitar a few weeks ago. It was in the corner of the studio. He said, "Oh, maybe I'll uh, try playing this." People go, "What is that sound?" It was right. totally foreign to them. So that was then. That was then. Meanwhile, fast forward to Justin something like Justin Timberlake's "What Goes Around," massive pop smash, begins with the sound of this Middle Eastern instrument called the oud.
3: Right. And I don't think anybody even blinked an eye that there was an oud in the background of Justin Timberlake's music.
2: No, because what's changed? We live now in a, a world where these national borders are so relatively porous and sound seem to travel so freely that i would be surprised if there's any sound that we haven't really been exposed to right now that every sound is infinitely available we have to navigate the choices of of what we produce and consume how do we negotiate our identity as a member of a nation or region and as a member of an international musical community
3: right absolutely modern pop music is even faster it's grabbing bits and pieces of different sounds such that the lines of euro pop hip-hop reggae
0: pop they're all breaking down right there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing i'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel—it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
3: So I had the awesome opportunity to talk to one of the best bands from Kenya. Um, just a band, yes, is breaking all traditional boundaries of genre. They are a self-proclaimed do-it-yourself band Uh that records, produces their own music, and they even make their own music videos and animations to support it. So they're a powerhouse. Yeah. And they were titled with having the first viral video out of Africa. What's interesting about their music is that it feels totally cosmopolitan, right? There's as much hip hop and daft punk as there is Congolese guitar and Kenyan drumming. Hmm. So I had the chance to sit down with Blinky Bill, who is the leader of the band, Lead singer also plays guitar and produces and we sat down in a cafe in Nairobi just a few days ago to talk about his music and what it's like to negotiate those differences of genre and identity. Testing, testing one two. Oh, it's too. Hot. It's too hot. too hot. Hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> we
4: just. Our, our last episode was on Mark Ronson. <laughs> I really like him. <laughs>
2: Charlie and Blinky Bill were meeting at a cafe, a crowded cafe in Nairobi, so that's why there's so much background noise in the interview.
1: It was
3: actually
2: reading this, there's this blog, some big UK firm, it's like 2015
3: is the year that African music changes UK dance music.
4: Yeah, the, I, I saw that. One of the things was that African music, is going to, you guys are going to hear much more African music. <laughs> so my question to you is, what elements of
3: sound would you expect to hear?
4: Like the, the most, uh, the drum is the most... Fundamental unit of African music, like, and and pe- that's what moves people, I guess. It's like the rhythm, and then how it's put together. A lot of times, one of the challenges African music has had is that the production, like the ideas, were very strong, but the production quality might not have been. Right. You don't have to go to a studio anymore. No, you have your laptop. You have your laptop, and that's across, the, like all over the world. People are someone can, talk, can make beats on their laptop and, and because the, the playing ground has been leveled and the te- technology has become better so it means that when you get a hot record from Africa and the production quality is really good, like there's no reason for you to not play it right. because it's as good as music from anywhere else so that's one of the things that I think w- is going to be a game changing
3: what other kinds of sounds do you think are are like characteristic and really quick easily make that transition
4: again we're we're using the same synthesizers but the way we use them is different yeah like I remember I I was playing one of the new songs I'm working on and I got a Bass, a bass that sounds like Jay Diller because I'm such a fan, but then I use it as an instrument to accentuate the drum. The way the bass sounds is also as rhythmic and adds to the kick and the snare, yeah. So it just plays off of it. And a lot of music that I've listened to from South Africa, uh, which is a huge dance music powerhouse, right, and Nigeria is, is the same, uh, they're using synthesizers, they're using keyboards, but the rhythms that we're using is very different from how music from the States or from the UK would sound. I wrote a letter but you never ever see it. I made a promise that you never ever know. I think about you but you never ever know this. We might be better but you're probably okay.
2: Hey, hey, I'm here
4: again,
3: falling in love again. Hey, hey, i again, falling in love again. We listened to uh, "Probably for Lovers," yeah. which is an amazing tune. Yeah. I love the song. It has a guitar line which feels like, sounds like it's sort of pulling from high life music. Yeah. For most American or Western listeners, this sounds more African. But what I thought was really cool about the tune is the chord progression is totally
2: non-traditional.
4: It opens up with this rose... Yeah, the chord progression is interesting, but it's not too complicated. It, like, right. it, loops, it loops throughout the song. Yeah, so you get because, used to it. Yeah, so, so it makes it much more easier to consume as opposed to like having a lot of chord changes. You would never hear like traditional Kenyan music. Where does that kind of stuff draw from? It's mostly how we've grown up. I've listened to Michael Jackson growing up as a kid, but then my dad used to play... A lot of Congolese music, and a lot of the uh, music from Congo, which is heavy on the guitars. A lot of Kenyan music, old-school Kenyan music as well, is pretty Mm guitar-heavy. And so you take from all these worlds and come up with something that is how you see
3: it. I'm curious, in your writing process, how much you think about... Taking something which is really compelling for your ear, but then making sure that the buddy over here is going to want to dance to it all night long. (laughs) That's
4: that's, that's always one of the trickiest things because, like, a lot of the people who, who have gotten into just a band from other countries.
0: It's because the
4: sound is different, but it's not overly different.
3: Like, I hear you're gonna have the four to the floor, yeah, right? Yeah. But then you're gonna have synthesizers in the background yeah. that are emphasizing other rhythms and yeah. usually off beats,
4: yeah. And so, like, it's it's almost easy to get into, right? But this, there's, there's a ton of African music that with just a little bit more time and and the way things are going yeah. will find its way to the dance floor easily. Right. So it's almost like my influences you'd expect that they would be African for some reason but they, they don't need to be because the world doesn't operate like that. Yeah. Like I have African influence but I also have a lot of influences like Wes Montgomery, Missy Elliott, Daft who had a huge role in how I see this car listen car nice musical ice have a good time
0: Are you ready to discover you can't give me
3: In the the outro, you do this arpeggiated synth, very similar to sort of like Daft Punk's aerodynamic.
4: Yeah. They are a huge influence on. Yeah. Like, they're almost the godfathers of modern dance music, if you think about it. Yeah. And they gave birth to this thing, and it's morphed to something that they're not happy with. So that's why their last album sounded so different from... From everything else It's a departure from the, the Cause it's like everyone's making music that sounds like that right, right now, so right. like they wanted to make it a bit more funky and more human. In as much as I really like it, I'm like I've grown up with hip hop, right? And that's I want to figure out a way to incorporate hip hop and dance music and pop music into something as opposed to trying to. Myself into boots that are too big for me.
0: For and I could
3: I love this song, probably for lovers in their video which is a, this fan video with with performances from Japan, from London, yeah. from yeah. all over Africa. Clearly they have a, a totally international fan base. And it got me thinking about, well, how are these different people finding music?
2: Well, YouTube, I think as this video is you know evidence of, is definitely one way that an international community can sort of exchange and explore music together.
3: But not every channel that I typically use can I find true Kenyan music? Yeah. So like this, this song South Sol, soul, it's not on iTunes. It's not on Spotify.
2: No. Wow. What's the answer? Where do you get, where do you, where do you access this music? The way that music is found, consumed
3: and distributed in Africa looks very different than it looks in the United States. Yeah. So what I learned is that uh, people are getting their music in very different ways, whether it's from their mobile phone, downloading it from their mobile operator or uh, obviously finding music in, in, in markets from basically pirated CDs, right? but there's also unique streaming services built just for African music. I had the opportunity to sit down with a friend of mine, this guy, Jeff, who created a music service called Wabe. Think about it as like Spotify for African music. Okay. Is that okay? That's fine. Cool. Um, Can you tell me about what Wabe is, what it does?
5: So Wabe essentially is an audio market for African content. It's purely Afrocentric in that all the content that you find on Huawei, be it a podcast, be it an audiobook, be it a song, it's purely uh, from Africa. Why do you think there's a need
3: for uniquely African content?
5: So right now, you'd find that there's a lot of content out there, but there's no one who has taken the time to sort of curate and put this content in an organized manner. Right. So, so, I might have a song that I loved in the 80s, but where do I look for it? Yes, I'll go to YouTube, but it's randomly, under something, something, the name is off. You know, we don't know who uploaded the content. So, as much as, you know, we, we're trying to distribute content, it's more, it's also a way of arranging this audio content. Yeah, what does what
3: the record label world look
5: like here? Uh It's really messed up, in that you find <laughs> The musician is a producer. He's a marketer. He's everything. He's a label.
3: Right. Earlier, I was speaking with Blinky Bill from Just the Band, yeah. and they are sort of a self-proclaimed do-it-yourself band, and they literally do everything. They do
5: everything. I know Blinky very well, and uh, and he's a good example of what I'm trying to say. Like you find a band that does everything from scratch, everything for themselves, even distribution. Are
3: people still pirating CDs, or is that sort of is that over?
5: There's been less pirating of Kenyan content, hmm. so like you can go to someone on the streets who sell like musical CDs. He might have Jay Z, Beyonce counterfeit, but you'll not find any Kenyan music. Why is that? It's highly illegal. Like you'll be in big trouble if you found pirating Kenyan content, but people don't mind you pirate Western content.
3: And are people here using other more Western centric streaming services?
5: Well, for platforms like Spotify and the rest, they're not available for this region. I think that is. I don't think they think the market is big enough for them. Plus, we have the the disadvantage of not having constant good bandwidth. People see the value of spending time on Facebook, but to listen to music, most people would rather own it.
3: You guys help people own it.
5: We do streaming and purchasing.
3: I wonder to what extent people are pirating Western music because it's just not available.
5: I think people are more inclined to buying, you know, stuff they connect to, because we have not had anyone complain about the price. It's more about how do you make the buying process more streamlined.
3: So I think you guys are sort of at the cutting edge.
5: Yeah, I I think it's an angle we need to really push at. I really hope to see that this
3: thing goes huge and that I think what's very compelling about what you're doing is solving that hard problem of compiling that content, which previously has been super fragmented. It makes it so much harder for the the listener to find, and hopefully, eventually these these larger companies start paying attention and saying, hey, if I want to get that content eventually they're going to have to look at WebA. It's, it's,
5: it's a really hard nut to crack, but uh, I think we'll get there. Yeah. just go give me something And
0: I'll give you something
2: So given the commercial and technological innovations of services like Wabe and the global ambitions and capabilities of musicians like Blinky Bill and Just a Band, I think we're living in a moment of international music like never before.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Going back to the predictions of the blogs, it's no doubt that we're going to hear more interesting rhythmic music that's pulling from more traditions. I would like to see more of this melodic guitar playing coming out. Totally. And I really suspect, listen to your SoundCloud playlist. We're going to hear more and more crossbreeding of music across international boundaries and across genres. And it's probably going to be coming from a lot of the DJ world.
2: Next time on Switched on Pop, we're going to take a look at another burgeoning genre of music acapella <laughs> from a very different source <laughs> what was once the pastime of preppy college kids has gone utterly mainstream
3: that's right we will be looking at acapella as it's moved from the college dorm room onto youtube
2: and now this year at the grammys yes If you like what you heard, you can find us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or, as always, switchedonpop.com. I'm Charlie Harding. And I'm Nate Sloan.
4: Thanks Thanks for for listening.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Why do you run? Why does anyone?
1: I always thought that runners loved running...